I'm John Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. Welcome, everybody. This is Westworld Season 3, Episode 6, titled Decoherence. I'm back after missing a week. Christian, thank Glad you, you. Uh, for taking having Omar on and, uh, you know, you guys having a heck of a time talking about uh, genre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for what was uh, in some ways supposed to be a fun episode, like clearly, obviously very serious as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a weird departure for the tone of Westworld. There's no one better to have someone like Omar on who's also like kind of high energy as well. Yeah, so and Omar, really nice Omar loves there. everything. He loves a lot of yeah. stuff. And so it's great to some, like to kind of pump up with that and, and talk yeah. about that. So, um, you know, I'm sad that I missed out on it. But um, and, and I think it's good that I wasn't on because at the time, I think that we may have recorded, I was a bit down on the episode mm-hmm. um, for, uh, for many reasons, um, which now upon like second viewing, it was better than I thought first time. I think because it was so weird, yeah. uh, it turned me off. Um, but there is still one big thing that I do not believe as it, I just can't settle mm. on it as something that I feel like would actually happen. And that continued a little bit into this episode. OK, so that. Oh, I, this might be. OK, I'm, I'm curious to see what because you hinted is. at it last week when I listened to you guys recording, but you didn't actually say what my criticism was. Oh, okay. I may have spoke. Uh, well, let's let's just get that out of the way now. Then let's. Let, you may as well because that way you don't need to reframe it later. So that way, yeah. So I it, think it, the biggest thing I think that I did not believe was okay. So there's this massive data leak. Essentially, mm-hmm. everybody has sent their profiles of what the system thinks, who they, what they are, what they do, what their projections are, and where they're likely, what their outcomes are going to be, mm-hmm. and the world immediately just just seems to descend into absolute chaos because of it but that's that's the interesting thing to me is it it kind of did end it didn't because it wasn't like total chaos everywhere but there was definitely like a level of chaos but there's i felt like there was clearly like a some people were acting nuts some people were like other people are going crazy i'm gonna go inside like it felt like there 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 was uh, some thoughtfulness to it but that's also because i mean and like I said, I actually looked. It's the only time so far this season I've wanted to see what other people were saying. And it was weird. I saw people being like, if this happened in real life and people found out there was like a system controlling everyone, they were like, the world would be so much crazier than we saw in Westworld. And then there's people like you who are like, that would not happen. It would be. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say going off of real life experiences, you know, we don't really have anything on this level yet, but we've had things like it. I, in some ways, like the Edward Snowden sort of, I guess, revelations, no one was like, oh, my God, like, yeah, flipping out. Everyone's like, oh, that's awful online. And then like kind of didn't really care. I think the world knows about Roboam, though, which is the difference. I think the world knows there's this thing called Roboam. And I think the world knows there's or or they know that insight sort of determines and like is aware of and like making sure the world is in like a sense of harmony. I think that they are like, because the the fact that people would react to it means that they have some knowledge of this company. Yeah. Well, and if what you, that I, means. I noticed like to today after rewatching this week's episode, um, you know, the woman, when she gets her profile at the beginning of the therapist, you know, she has an insight phone, Right. And so my assumption is essentially insight is Facebook. If they bought Apple 
they bought all these like other companies well, google <laughs> and essentially they were a data mining sort of gathering and you know algorithm that essentially now owns a lot of physical properties too and um, yeah and it'd be like if the u.s government also owned amazon google facebook and apple yeah and i think but and so my my natural reaction to some of like if if all of a sudden i was sent from my apple phone apple sent me a profile of my behavior and what my likely outcomes would be i would be kind of like okay i don't know like i wouldn't necessarily believe it because i yeah it's you know it's not forged so you know but what about like people i think that might be the difference though is like your circumstance is going to be very vastly different than someone maybe that's in a really bad circumstance or people that have secrets that they don't want to know and then they get a text message from their you know significant other or their husband who's like you're cheating on me like i'm leaving you well, okay, right, so like, so this so the therapist today in this in this episode, her profile says, you know, the high risk of sleeping with patients and opioid abuse, and her husband's immediate like, be, but not like it has happened. It's just, and he's just like, uh, don't call me. I'm taking the kids. Well, it was it was high risk of opioid overdose, death expected in one to two years, and then it and then it also said like. Um, other factors were uh, frequent relationships with patients. her patients. Yeah. So some of those seemed like they were facts, and others were predictions of their death based on what they've done. I mean, like, uh, and that also seemed like the basic thing because yeah. that just seemed like the summary. Because we did see uh, Charlotte's husband; he like had the whole profile, and he didn't look through any of it. Yeah, which so makes it seem like there are rational people in this world. So, you right, know, like, <laughs> so. I, I agree that they could have they should have done a better job doing two things. They should have done a better job letting us know what people know about insight. And yeah. they should have done a slightly better job of showing off what these profiles actually tell people so that we could actually like understand how they could gauge this reaction. That's true. I just think that that therapist's husband, I think his name was Alex on the text message, is an asshole because you would want to talk to your wife and try to help her if she's at high risk for overdose and destructive behavior instead of hey i'm gonna take the kids and like totally exacerbate the situation right now um you know if you if your loved one if you got a profile saying like your loved one has a high risk for certain things you probably be like hey maybe i want to like help them yeah you know? unless though but you never you know look look uh, when people get hurt they lash out and if this person sees that like they find out their wife has been cheating on them with their patients they might be like i don't want this sicko like this isn't the person i thought it was this isn't, you know, that's true. It's hard. It's hard to know. Um, I think I think some things like those moments. And I do agree with you that if you start to break them down, and think about it without us getting more context. <laughs> it's hard to buy into it. But I think we just kind of have to choose to buy into those moments because the alternative is they could then spend too much time giving us explanation to buy into these facts. And then then they open themselves up to making it even more unrealistic. I think it works better to just be like. Everyone got their information, and now they're going nuts. Yeah. Whereas I feel like for me, it would feel no more natural if we're all hooked into the system and like totally relying on it. If you suddenly yeah. shut it off, then chaos would happen. Like if you suddenly weren't able to have any information or to be able to communicate or connect with people, then people would, I think, be reduced down to their more, you know, animalistic in tendencies, and that's where chaos would begin. Which is what we're seeing well, now with quarantine. Yeah, we are. And but I guess the difference there is I don't this is why I, I don't believe Dolores actually wants to destroy humanity. I think she wants to destroy the systems that enslave people. 
Yeah, I know. I think she. I, that, yes, I, I, I believe that as well. She wants to topple the people that control everything, and so and lead a new. Now, again, I don't know exactly if how much room there is for you know most of humanity. Sorry, most of humanity in that uh, uh that world, but um, you know, I yeah, we don't know how destroyed it is. <laughs> yeah, so I think <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. I also think. Going off of this, I think Sorak possibly, if not, adjusted his plan based on this going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like he's been adjusting his plan based on this. Like, it does feel like this was an inevitability. At some point, the world was going to find out, and he's just had to keep trying to delay that. First, it was with killing Dempsey's dad, and then it was with stopping whatever is coming out of Westworld. And it's just like he's trying to delay the inevitable and it's it this is a very michael crichton life finds a way like you can't control life it will break free yeah. kind of uh but also i philosophy. think maybe you think it's like dolores wants to break the system but maybe also he wants to break the system in some ways because it's like if he wants to create a better future sometimes it's really hard to do it incrementally within the system that you created so maybe if you suddenly allow everyone if you just throw the system into chaos, you're allowed to reshape it in a certain way that maybe, maybe fits I you think better. There, so there's there's a line later in the episode, and then I guess after I say this, maybe we start talking about the episode. <laughs> but um, the man in black, you know, brings up that question that's been posed to him before, which is like, if you can't tell the difference, does it matter? And I think he finally decided, like, actually, it does. It it makes a big difference if the choices you make are actually your choices, or if someone else has set them up for you to make that choice, and. Sorak believes the way he used to believe that it doesn't matter, which is why he's like, as long as people think they have a free, happy life, they're not going to care because they can't tell the difference between whether they're making the choice or not, even though we're making the choices for them just to keep the world running. And the man in black now, I think, has realized, like, actually, that's not really living if we're not given, like, true freedom. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would agree with that. Uh... But but freedom is chaos. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the balance. Yeah. Um, you have chaos versus, you know, uh, versus control. And, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. Well, we can always, so, we can talk about this forever, but let's yeah. get into the episode. So there's basically two, there's two plot lines. And Charlotte's actually doesn't take a ton of time to talk about because Charlotte's whole plot, um, which, by the way, love that future jacket. That, that style must <laughs> actually exist that they have. But I thought that was super cool. That's like one of the first pieces of like future clothing I've seen that I'm like, I could actually see people like wearing this. The sort of pantsuit slash, but like cape. future wear type of pantsuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cape suit. Yeah. Like it has the slits for the arms, but instead it's just like a cape where the arms would be. It's kind of I like thought someone that was great. Her, a coat over her. And so she but like, didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, like... I thought that was great. I thought that was a very cool look. It was very like Westworld Lando Calrissian kind of a thing. Uh, oh, I yeah. liked that oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Char- Charlotte's whole thing is we know Charlotte's Dolores, Dolores, Charlotte, and Decoherence, the name of the episode, has a bit to do with this. Uh, I looked up that word, and it's it's has to do essentially with the like breakdown of uh, a system. So that is clearly about the whole like well my charlotte and my dolores we're not even the same dolores anymore and as our paths continue to diverge i'm i'm something else i'm not that person yeah um so she has been a double double agent because she was a double double agent working for Sorak, trying to take down westworld 
Then Dolores replaced her. So now she's been Dolores Charlotte, pretending to be Charlotte, pretending to work for like Yeah. And now Ciroc figured it out. And uh I don't know if he knew immediately, did he? Um, I think it's weird to think that I the show wants you to think that he didn't know up until uh, literally he got to Delos. Yeah. Um, but maybe he knew before because maybe, you know, if he if if we want him to be this sort of big, bad antagonist to Dolores and other things like he kind of needs to be in some sort of have some moves in place and not simply be reacting. Yes. Um, so I just remembered, actually, he, he has a line as to when he revealed it. And he said that the real Charlotte would never have stopped in the middle of a crisis to call her son. Yeah. So that that was when he realized. So he didn't know up front, but he did stop. She and one of the other guys that, at Dallas essentially were calling a private meeting. They were going to stop the the buyout of the stocks. I, and I, they I, just I, walk in and blow his brains out. I just love the the this world's version of Kid and Wint from Diamonds Are Forever, like the two gardener guys. <laughs> and he just murdered that guy and just put him right into the bin and just walk away with him. Like, that uh. was <laughs> fucking wild. Um, so essentially now, Sorak has Delos. And he's like, we're just going to destroy all of Westworld. We're going to destroy all of the hosts. And I just need a little bit of information first. And you're going to get me that info. And we're just shutting this whole thing down. Yeah, he's which, like, I need Hector. I need, um, I guess, how many? So it was three. They showed, they showed yeah. four bodies being printed, one being Maeve's. Yeah. So um, I wonder who the other two are. I mean, I'm definitely guessing we're going to get um, Clementine back. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 That's, I'm trying to think who else would have been Clementine and then anyone he, uh, in Shogun World, potentially. Yeah. So I guess if, you, if we consider it, right, who were all the people she ran Armistice. with? Armistice. Um, yeah. So it's got a. So here's what I'll say is I don't think it'll be a guy. No, because Hector I think was going to be the, guy. the only man. Yeah. So it could only be Armistice, or um, I cannot remember her name, Clementine. but there was the no, there was well, there was Clementine. Okay. I I'm cer- there's two more, so I'm certain Clementine's one of them. Okay. Um, like it's got to be. There's no way they're not bringing her back. I think she's so like she has that iconic like face to Westworld. Um, and she was her partner, you know. But yes. the person other than Armistice, um, who was the girl from Shogun World? Like the the girl version of Armistice, yeah, or the, of her her kind of daughter type of situation. Well, no. So there was there was the man in Asian world. There was the the samurai, but then there was the girl version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, but I don't think you need to bring two of the same character, really. Well, it'd be from... good to have her go up against the samurai Dolores. Yes. Um. You know who I think it is. I have to look up his name so I don't. Uh, um. You think it'll be a guy? Um. Well, I, I think it will be actually. Oh, interesting. Um, sorry. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, I, so part of the reason I don't think it's a guy is Westworld's always done this one really fun thing that I liked, which is they've made all of the leading women characters essentially the roles that like men traditionally have, and they're like the smart, powerful guys, and all of the male characters are typically like outside of a couple are typically like the eye candy, and they're just like good looking, and they're like nice. And they're like always just treated as pawns on the show. And the way Hector goes down in this episode is just so traditionally what would happen to the female character in a show. And the yeah. same exact thing happens to Charlotte's husband in this episode. And I just thought, I'm like, yeah, like it's just coming. This is going to be just like all these powerful women battling <laughs> each other. Yeah, I definitely got, um, what was it? 
uh, Matrix vibes from oh, the scene, yeah. from the scene with Hector uh, with uh, Switch and Apoc. That was awesome, though. Uh, definitely. Um, well, while you're looking that up, I'll just talk a little bit about what happened so that we can get up to the parts that really are worth discussing. So Charlotte, um, as the building at Delos gets locked down, she, before that, has a conversation with Dolores to remind her, like, I'm with you. We're always together. We are one and the same. You have to remember who you are. And that's still something she's grappling with as she has this sort of new bicameral mind kind of thing going on. She's no longer either person. Yeah. Um, Sorak has them locked down the place. We get like a random one-liner from one of the other rando board members who's like, we're a trillion dollar company or something. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, you had to, you had to throw one of those in there. But um, I like how, how easily Charlotte is able to just walk through, find the info, upload it to Dolores. No prob. Just send that, that, that info one guy's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm gonna uh-huh. tell Sirak, and then just she just snaps his neck. Like. Snaps his neck. Uh, so good. Um, <laughs> and then she sends she sends a little bit of extra information out, and that's I think when she finds out and tells Dolores about the like Mave thing that's going on. Yeah, the Mave getting a new body and the other bodies coming from Westworld. Yeah, I was. And uh, yeah, they look up the location of William. Man in Black. Which is okay. So this okay, yeah. I'm a little confused about the locations of things. So yeah, yeah. So Maeve was moved to San Francisco. Okay, I'm I'm assuming right. Is that because Charlotte finds that's where Charlotte Dolores, yeah, Charloris, as we'll say, um, she finds him there. So Maeve, Hector, and the two other, three other, whatever uh, people have been moved to San Francisco from Westworld, yeah, or, or uh, Singapore or wherever they were before. And then the man in black is in supposedly in Sonora, somewhere in Mexico, in the Sonoran Desert, right? Okay. Um, I was thrown off because last week they referenced Berlin. There was a fifth, uh, or there was another Dolores body somewhere in Berlin, which I thought that's where they were sending, uh, you know, man in black. Right. So Maybe that, I don't, so I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the location stuff. And also uh, I'm confused about how, so she, William was stabbed with a synthetic thing that turned his blood into basically a tracker that she could pick up. He's in Sonora, or he's in a different facility, but somehow his thing yeah. brings up Maeve's location, which is in San Francisco. Oh, no, I don't think that was Maeve's location. That was his location. They were looking for the man in black. But like in the same time, they find the man in black because it's like, oh, our, our, our man's like tracer blood worked. Yeah. Yeah. She pulls up. Maybe it's just like the editing. They like... She, oh, I think it was. Yeah. I think I think so the whole I think her whole thing when she was going there was she was uploading the information and while she was doing that she saw, "Hey, guess what? We're not the only ones pulling some stuff from Westworld right now. Someone else is and she's seeing what's being pulled because that's what's happening there." Okay. And then she was like, "Well, I'm going to look up the man in black," which I also expect the scene with the man in black and the location stuff just happens in the future. It doesn't happen in that moment for Bernard and them to get to him later yeah. in the episode yeah i think that's just a matter of because this whole thing in fact like the stuff that happens with the man in black is already out of sequence because we're watching the episode as like the woman gets her insight profile which happened last week you know yeah so it's it's that stuff was a little out of sequence no um, yeah no uh, I, yeah i think the, just the editing i think was confusing because she learned both of that information at the same time she was yes. like oh i know where the man in black is oh and also like mave and uh the Connell's, you know, uh, Pearl of Dolores was recovered. Right. And so I was like, 
it all felt like that was like, oh, all part of the same location. So that's what was a little confusing. Um, before that, actually, I wanted to bring up a quote that I picked up on, which was when Charlores and Dolores are uh, like chatting inside that car on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, what about my family? And she's like, they're not your family. It's like, I wish we could like remove these emotions. And it's like, and then Dolores says like, yes. you know, we, like, we change, like, like we can't just change ourselves to survive. Like, like if we did, if we change ourselves to survive, wouldn't even matter if we did, like if we did survive basically. Right. Cause what are, we're just robots at that point. We're not, ho- right. We're, we're, we're just a part of a system. Yeah. There's no life to us. But at the same time, it's like, shh, you know, Dolores has constantly changed herself to get what she wants. Yeah. To get things. So it's like, I feel like, there is some truth to that, but she's also being deceiving to Charlores. Definitely. I mean, I think Charlores is, it's clearly, you know, it's a backup of Dolores that is um, more timid. It feels more like early awoken Dolores and not, you know, Wyatt Dolores, which is, you know, the Dolores Prime running around. Yeah. Which also seems like, it's funny that she says that because Prime Dolores is pretty devoid of any, like, emotion, if at all. I don't know if she's devoid of emotion as much as she allows, she tries to dictate her, a lot of her choices without conveying a ton of it, only because, like, she's just been through so much. Yeah, and or she knows that a lot of people around her are probably going to, you know, die, so she doesn't yeah. want to establish any connections, but... Yeah, um, which is, there were, I mean, she is, her and Caleb are going to get it on. Make an android, baby. That is absolutely Blade Runner twenty twenty forty nine. Hell yeah, um, yeah. So I just want to point out that one quote of when they sat in the car. Um, no, that was a very good one. That I mean, that's very important to the philosophy of this entire episode. <laughs> yes, uh, and then actually, so my theory on who I think that other person is, just because they did have some sort of deeper connection in some strange way, and he mm-hmm. brings some sort of thing is uh, Akachete Akacheta. Uh, yeah, Akcheta. Yeah, which is yeah. yeah, which is what Therese said. She was like, "Oh, I hope it's him." And I was like, "I." But didn't he make it into the Valley Beyond? I think he did. But yeah, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I so I like him a lot, but I don't think he would make sense as like a warrior for them. No, but he just kind of feels like a different aspect of the park that yeah. is different. So it has to be then our. You know, I think it's gonna be Armistice Clementine, and then somebody. Like another female character, maybe like like Akane or someone that was from the Sogan world. Yeah, who's Akane was the the girl samurai. I think she the was. One, I think she was the or the daughter, daughter character. Yeah. So, which was like the equivalent of Maeve, basically there, I, right? I think so. no. I think it was a little bit reversed. I think that's why in that episode they kind of had a connection because it felt like oh, this is like my daughter in another life. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is then. So I mean, I think I think that those are the best guesses. I think it'll or it's, it's going to be the tiger be... from the Raj world they're going to bring in. That'd be <laughs> fucking sweet. That'd be so cool. Why did they just get the dragon? Oh my god! And just like piss off everybody about Game of Thrones and just have Drogon show back up in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Bran hasn't seen Drogon in a while. Anyone know where he is? What if? They, oh, what if they brought Bran to life for Jon Snow? <laughs> oh my god. Please no. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's 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 jump back in, right? So we get to that boardroom meeting, and this is the reveal where they now have smoked out Charlotte Dolores. Yes, and she reached into her bag, and I'm like, "You are ill prepared for this." I'm expecting her to just blow herself up. Yeah, uh, and she put that sort of like canister on the table. Well, no, no, no. So so they get her before she can pull anything out. 
the mm-hmm. one guy is like just starts going through her bag and he's like oh gun okay he's like huh canister and he kind of like presses with the buttons a little bit and then just sets it on the table yeah <laughs> instead of removing a potentially explosive device from the I, room I was of like, executives that looks like a bomb yeah yeah, I mean, it had the same kind of colored lights that Connell had underneath the desk when he blew it up. Yeah. Um, it is funny how they didn't... Uh, it's something I missed last week. Couldn't talk about it, obviously. But um, when Connell's blows himself up, or Connellis, I guess we'll... <laughs> uh-huh. Dolores Connell's. Um, you know, there's that, that person that works for Serac, that female character. Yeah. And they kind of... She's a more prominent than just any type of goon. Like, yeah. And... I felt like there was going to be like maybe something to pay off with that yeah. later because it felt like Serac obviously felt really just, you know, when she died, it's like he felt like really upset about that for, you know, for Serac being Serac. But um, so I think maybe she there's something more to that uh, maybe. dynamic. So uh, maybe I mean, I it was funny. Omar said the same thing. Omar was like, oh, when they showed up, like, oh, cool. We're going to get to meet like Serac's like team now. <laughs> and then Nope. They're just dead. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it makes more sense for Serac to just use this augmented reality technology all the time now. Um, sure. Yeah. Because now I think I think for some he doesn't trust enough people, so for some things he probably wants to be the only one to access certain information, which is why he probably went to actual Delos, but like didn't go into the rooms with Charlotte. Yeah. No. It's it makes sense um, because he was there. He was at Delos. He yes. It's it's the real him when he first steps off the little hovercraft thing mm-hmm. and walks in. But then, what's interesting is it, they've introduced before was you need the glasses to see augmented reality, and that's how he used to communicate with Charlotte and um, before and previous seasons. But this sort of took it one step further. He was now able to project. Everyone could see him without augmented glasses. Oh, I think I think we've seen that before. I think we've seen that a couple times. Was. I- like little projections, yeah. I mean, we probably have seen it different other things. I just think, like in this season with Serac yeah. specifically, it was he could only, you know, I think show up under on glasses. Basically, that's how. It's maybe, maybe you might be right. Part of me thinks I, I, I could swear I remember at least one scene where he was just straight up like a projection for everyone to see. I, maybe I like so I'd far. Have to go back, yeah, but I think. I think when Connell's whatever her face gets blown up, I don't think he had the glasses on when he was on the plane. Um, I think he was just on the plane, and she was just a projection. Oh, yeah, you are you are correct. It's like he, but he is he, he's like seeing it through her eyes or something through through his like henchman henchwoman's eyes. Yeah, but she's but they actually like had a like yes, hologram correct, of yeah. her. Yeah. So I think I think there's probably like a little puck or something. Yeah, you which, know, may, which that makes which if I'm Sorak, I would just do that everywhere. I would just never show it physically anywhere. Yeah, I'd just be on my plane. Yeah, and time. just always. I mean, that's probably he'd go mad, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like you're in a quarantine. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I bet this 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 sort of trick, to, this technology is going to show up a few more times this season, if not Definitely. beyond. So like, where people are going to think they have him, they're going to kill him, and he's not there. Yes, it's basically Loki's uh, power. But we could only get that a couple more times because they've done it, you know. Yeah. So it's like we can really only get it a couple more times. That and what one thing Westworld has been good with is not playing with their toys too many times. We only get it like when they do something new and fun. They're like, okay, we're gonna use it a bunch at first because it's gonna be really cool, and then we're gonna use it sparingly. Like try not to rely on the same trick over and over and over again. Yeah. So uh, I hope I hope they don't do it because I mean she did shoot him in the head and it didn't matter. So I, I don't want to see that three more times this season <laughs> i'll be fucking annoyed 
Yeah. I just hope they don't pull, you know, a Infinity War with Loki thing where it's like he gets choked out at the end by Thanos, sure. you know. Either yeah, and I also don't want them to pull like a Matrix thing where there's like a thousand Ciroc's. It's <laughs> like which one actually, am I? You know what? Actually I might want to see a thousand Ciroc's. Yeah. Or it's like that's wild. like what Doctor Strange would do. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really crazy. Uh, I would watch that. Um all right, so Charlotte kills everyone in the meeting room. Yeah. And then he locks the building down and is like, take her out. I really enjoy how like she gets in an elevator at one point with like security guard. Like, and he hasn't gotten the message yet. And at first he's kinda like, Hey, what up? You know, he's kind of like, say, and then he gets the alert. And then that's when they have a big little fight and she kills him. And I felt bad. Yeah, for I felt bad for that guy. I did, too. And it, I, I enjoyed the fact that, like, she was just going to let him go. Like, if he didn't do anything, she would have just not because she's not there to try and kill all these people. She's just trying to get out of the building. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 Tessa Thompson, I think, is a great action actress. Like, I think she handles action really well. Um, yeah, I mean, overall. this has been the best stuff from Charlotte, oh, period. Yeah. Well, I think definitely like, this season she's gotten, like, all the, the really good emotional stuff. I think it's definitely improved finally overall. <laughs> but then I think always from the beginning, and even, like, I knew you, you see that saw this in, like, Ragnarok and other stuff where it's, like, I think she's sort of, like, she knows how to move well in yeah. action sequences. She's a very physical actress. So, yeah. like, in the first two seasons, and even in, like, the first episode of the season, when they just make her this, like, stoic person, it's, like you're giving her all the wrong material for this actress. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to have that be paid off finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have the, this is where we have everything converged. So um, the episode starts and I guess we can just catch up to everyone up to this point where it's like mm-hmm. Maeve is practicing her moves on a bunch of Nazis. Which, by the way, <laughs> uh, I I understand, I guess, like they needed to put her in there because her body's not ready. But part of me was like, I'm surprised we were really spending time with her doing this because yes. this was one of those times where it's like, not only have we seen this, but shouldn't she be bored of this by now? Also, like, what does training a simulation do versus, like, can't you just up your, like, skills in the computer? I, yeah, I, I think this just felt like Redundant. something that was, like, cool visually and maybe they needed, like, eight minutes to fill. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, well, we got this World War II set. Um, I think we should just use it again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Uh, I, I did enjoy seeing Lee again, though. Yeah, no, it's good to have one more kind of little send-off for him. And um, and then that's where we get the, the Hector Matrix scene, which is funny because, um, what was it? Charlotte and Hector started together. Yes. A little bit in the, in the season one. And uh, it's like uh, she ends by him in some yep. ways. So it's just... Um, interesting well and so then when charlotte meets hector uh that's when and i i love that like mave has this like crazy ability now it is very matrix she's like seeing outside of the simulation while inside of the simulation at the same time she's like i see your pearl like yeah uh i thought that was super fucking cool the way they did that meanwhile like they're actually just incinerating all of the hosts they're just destroying westworld which yes. i am very bummed about let me tell you that just blows. It's like, just let the host live there. Like, forget it. Like, just leave the island alone. Just turn them on. <laughs> get rid of the boats. Uh, well, I let mean... Let the host live there. I get why you don't want to do that, but um, I don't know I don't know why burning is the solution, given how this episode ends, and it seems like fire doesn't really work. <laughs> well, so I think it does to an extent, but, like, so, so um, we see Dolores and Maeve 
Maeve has a version of Dolores locked up, and Hector's like, oh, it's her, blah, 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 blah. And obviously now Dolores is a brand new wig, so they can actually cover her boobs. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, she's she's like, I've been naked enough now. I'm, I'm a big enough it's star. The, it's the uh, Jennifer Lawrence effect from, like, X-Men, where it's like, in the first X-Men first class, like, she had to be in the Mystique makeup all the time. And by yeah. the time it got to Dark Phoenix, she's just like, fuck it, I am not getting that thing. Is like, I'm just going to be my normal self. Yeah, or it's like it's like Lena Headey being like, "Sorry, we're on the sixth season of the show. I'm not walking naked through a street. You can just yes. CG my face onto a body double." <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, whatever. Like more power to her, right? Uh, what I thought was really cool about that scene was she literally had the tablet open, and you're looking at the real world in the simulated world. Yeah, that's not, like, like, Simon just has that on him with the tablet, and it's just like, "Okay, right, let me give it to me." Right. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, okay, so this Dolores." might have information they need. I'm like, how did they get this copy? And then they showed like the damaged pearl and like that's that's the pearl from inside Connell's body is my assumption. Yes. Yeah. Which right. is why like so the casing was like Yeah, so that's why melted. so they're talking to the Connell's version of Dolores. Um so she has some I wish she had the accent. <laughs> the Irish just accent. That would have been so good. <laughs> like it's still just naked Dolores, but she's doing the accent because she just spent too much time in Connell's body or something. Yeah, and like, and it's there's a little bit of a defect from the explosion. It's like a little bit yeah. off. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Um, but instead, you you have this really interesting conversation between the two, and it's about like who's right here, and you know, Dolores is saying like, "Hey, like, you're not wrong. Like, you're not a villain, but." either am I like I'm fighting for the survival of our species. Like who are you fighting for? And like, what are you fighting for? And, um, you know, like Maeve tries to like kind of grandstand a bit. And Dolores is like, I'm sorry, you can control people with your mind. Like, (laughs) like how are you any better than these people who are trying to elicit control over us? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a nice sort of setup between these two characters now that they're setting up for the rest of the season as well as seasons beyond hopefully um but yeah it's the idea that dolores like she wants to save her save her kind but she also doesn't want to doesn't trust anybody right at the same time so it's like ultimately her flaw is that like it's really hard to create a new world for you and people like you if you also don't trust anybody and the only people you that's around you are your copies of yourself but that's not totally true she only trusts one person and that's bernard and that's why she's keeping him alive she trusts him to be the person, I think, to lead in the future. Because she wants, she saved him, and she's yeah. keeping him around. So I do think that she trusts someone, but I don't think she's ever going to trust someone like Maeve. Because they both are kind of power-hungry people. Um, and Bernard, if Ber- if you could ask Bernard what, he'd be like, I- I'd like to just go live in the country, live out my live out my days, my infinite days in the countryside. But like, that's Bernard what Maeve wanted to as well. Like, Maeve is, just is, has... has She's blessed with a certain power that she can't, yeah. like that she has. It's like, what but she it. ultimately just wanted to be with her daughter on the farm, and that's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, and the episode um, opens with her being in in the the valley beyond or the simulation right. of it. So, but like Dolores wants to bring all those people back. Like she wants to protect those people, and, and like Maeve doesn't quite, I think, understand that. Like I really don't believe for a second Sirak will give Maeve what she wants. I, yeah, I mean, so yeah, there's multiple dynamics going on. I think that, I think Sirak is is both being honest and also lying to Maeve when he's being honest when he told her our worlds cannot coexist. Right. Like, you hosts cannot coexist as a species with humans. Is the same thing. Like it'll it'll eventually one will destroy the other. Does not matter. So, but then he's lying to her maybe in the sense that 
I don't know if I, necessarily he's going to keep the Valley Beyond alive if he gets the key to it. Like he may Correct. just destroy them all. Um, right. Whereas Dolores, I think, is thinks that she can create this new world, though I don't know if she's being honest to herself or to other people about whether or not humans and hosts can coexist. Yeah, I don't know if she thinks she can create it. I think she can think she can destroy the old world and someone else can help create the new one is what i believe i just i think like every time they try to frame her as a villain we see another side of her where it's like oh she's actually not trying to do the bad thing we think she's just trying to do what might be a good thing in a bad way and because because of that i think that she's smart enough to know that she doesn't know how to build stuff she just knows how to break it (laughs) you know yeah and it's like who knows how to build things Bernard. Bernard. But um, I really enjoyed when she was like, well, what would Dolores do? What would you do in this situation? And she's like, well, I don't really know. Like, our paths are diverse. I'm not the same person. I don't know what's happening right now. But if I had to guess, I wouldn't want you to have any help. And we see an awesome sequence, the Matrix sequence that you mentioned, yeah. of watching Hector just get destroyed as she just, like, crushes his pearl putty. in his hand. That was... It makes you wonder what that material is and how it is able to store information. I would think it's like carbon nanotubes. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, it's, it's gotta be some kind of, uh, if not carbon nanotubes. I wasn't, um, I would be funny if like after Charlotte does it, she has to like wipe her hand on something to like wipe off. She's like, (laughs) but, uh, we got, we got a great payoff scene where, so after this, Charlotte escapes, she doesn't get to destroy all the other bodies like she would have wanted. So some help will still be coming. And she gets surrounded. And the guys are like, hands up, put your gun down, stuff like that. And here's where I'm like, why don't they shoot her in the head? Why don't they just riddle her body with bullets? Because riddle her body with bullets so she can't do anything. But just, just don't, don't shoot, shoot her in the head. Yeah, don't shoot the pearl. Yeah. Don't shoot the pearl. Also, that thing is like very hard to even break with a bullet like it is incredibly reinforced also guys let's upgrade our guns from whatever the p90 things whatever yeah yeah so i thought that was a little silly but um i was happy it happened because that giant golem like constructo bot came through and just wrecked shop and that was so cool yeah Uh, yeah there was some cool stuff in this sequence and her her doing her like wounded strut walk outside the building and like it was um all that was cool. Um, very reminiscent of the episode one when Dolores is in the shootout at the in the park and stuff, and her wounded and walking away. Um, you know, which I think implies to the theory you guys were talking about last week a little bit about like, did Charlotte pick Caleb on purpose? Was she trying to be like sort of a damsel in distress for him uh, to kind of lure him in, or was it was she actually wounded and needed help? Um, which this implies that. Maybe, yeah, she can get wounded and thus can't walk properly sometimes. And, yeah. And I would think that maybe kind of like the same way they don't turn the emotions off, they probably aren't turning off all their pain receptors. Yeah. That's probably maybe why. And that would actually make it make more sense because maybe it wouldn't have killed her regardless, but it maybe like just was like, it's like sensory overload and shutting her down. Also, like the idea like, oh, if you turn off all your pain, recessim- pain receptors, you lose your emotions too. Right. You know, Which she- is why I... Th- that, that that would make sense why when she got shot in the stomach and stuff, she probably had prepared herself for that because she knew that was coming. Yeah, so that makes sense. That Yeah, that adds that up. Um, um, let's, I, do, I guess we finish with William here, right? Yeah, let's just, well, so I guess let's just jump to the final scene with Charlotte and then we'll go back to William, right? Because yes, yes, there's yes, just yes, one sorry. more. Yeah. So she, she gets home. There's a scene with the husband. He didn't read his profile. <laughs> she is like 
I love you, which is weird. Like, she seemed like she loved that fact. Um, yeah, I'm glad this ended the way it did, because if they had continued on, like, if they, if this storyline had, like, they gotten out of San Francisco and were, like, going off, I would, I don't know how you would write this secret. I don't know, but I felt like, God, she's such an idiot, because if she actually, if there's a part of her that really cared about that family, the last thing she would have done is gone home. Yes. She should have just said, stay away, just don't, yeah. Right. She would. Ne- she shouldn't have gone home. And the car blows up. But as we saw, like that guy's pearl didn't. Like that guy was next to the bomb, and his pearl didn't even get broken. So the fact that like this was mostly just more like a fireball. Um, she's real fucked up. But there is a <laughs> very scary, gross, just like crispy Charlotte Hale. Also, the guy that was like there watching that I must have planted the bomb. Like, make sure the job is finished, dude. Don't just like walk away after it explodes make sure the body doesn't crawl out <laughs> yeah you know that guy's like he's gonna get you know uh, talking down to later um some of Sorak's goons are just aren't you know they're not that great um, no but yeah uh but i thought it was a cool end cool end to that uh that whole thing but uh, like i said like the his reaction it seemed like the kid and her and him were like a little concerned but they kind of didn't know how to react to the fact that like they're their mom slash wife had been shot and was like bleeding and <laughs> has come home. It's like everyone get in the car. Like they seem yeah. pretty chill. Yeah. I think maybe with just like how chaotic everything is, like there's a bit of a state of shock anyway, but I don't know. She's always been this sort of like, I guess exacting person. So maybe it's not completely out of question to just like not question her. Yeah. I think we're just missing that scene where she first walks in and he's like, what the hell? Like, yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> like you just see there them walking have... out as if they've already had that conversation. Teresa, Teresa was like, like, shouldn't he be making a bigger deal that like she had a bullet wound? <laughs> yeah. And like, even after they get back in the car, he's all like, what's going on? And yeah. you're like, I, you know, dude, like, I don't know, man. Get a clue. Maybe you should have read the I profile. <laughs> I think I think maybe um you know, the show I think I think on execution wise, the show has done so many things so great, especially like for how high concept so many of these they're really asking a lot of their viewers yeah. to like be able to keep up with what's happening. And so during that, the fact that maybe they miss out on some of these smaller details isn't a shock. You know, so like I'm willing to give them a pass, but like there definitely should have been like some slightly more like nuance reactions about from, yeah. yeah like nuance yeah. in the writing of like how do we communicate this scene and maybe yes. maybe like they just didn't want like have the time to think about like okay how do, what would you do if your spouse came home and they were shot and like didn't really seem to like react to that and like yeah. <laughs> how would you react so but again it's not that those aren't the big ideas being discussed in this in this show so like it's right. it's, a, it's something to, funny to talk about but it's i give it a overall pass cuz there is a bit of like the second they have to deal with that then it's like well now you have to give more time to that it's like how about we just don't we just have her be like don't ask about that now (laughs) we don't have time for this all right so the guy's gonna be dead anyway (laughs) let's not (laughs) all right so we're on to william finally here yeah so um gosh this is a guy that i've wanted to come full circle for a long time he's definitely one of my favorite characters in the show and it's it's really i don't know how i didn't predict this sooner i mean i did mention to you in a previous episode i think i've said a couple times this season that i do feel like he ultimately is going to have to be as the one who in many ways created dolores the one who kind of stops her yeah um at least from doing a bad thing or maybe he'll stop sorak maybe that who he has to stop but i i felt like he was 
he he's actually like shockingly i like on the journey of a hero but in a very backwards way and first of all just like many mental health facilities it turns out mm, heavy hand maybe not the best way to do things and you still have to deal with the fact that humans are inherently flawed so the people that are working there are also just kind of assholes yes and like fucked up themselves so, yes. like, as as we saw, his therapist is sleeping with her patients. Well, and uh, yeah, okay. Addicted to opioids. <laughs> yeah, so apparently there's that. Um, I did enjoy William's little monologue in the beginning when he's at oh. the little round table. It was um, great. It was like a little, like, AA kind of, like, group therapy session. Yeah, and he's just like, screw this world, um, which is great. Um, we, we've already kind of discussed, obviously, the therapist in her thing. So... When she recommends him for AR treatment, then um, he gets his blood drawn, does all this other stuff. When he's being carried back, I like so he witnesses the therapist hanging herself. Right. Do you think that was real, or is that the AR had already started? Um, at that point, don't we see one of the previous hosts as one of the guys like who brought him in? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. So then that was real. I think the therapist killed herself. I don't know. I think, I think because of the fact that like the the other two guys that are carrying him like do not react, and he's the only one that sees it, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, look at that! Like made it seem a little like they were trying to be like, oh, he's just imagining this right now. Maybe, maybe. I thought. Well, so after they bring him in there, we don't see them again, right? Um. Uh, yes. So I think that at that point we so- we see a Westworld host. Well, yeah, because, because the one guy that's like the Gary Oldman lookalike guy yeah, comes in, the yeah, old we saw, colonel guy. Yes. So so we saw that that host. So he's definitely already having kind of visions, whether that's an augmented reality thing or not. Like, we don't know. But that host wasn't actually that guy. There's no way. No. And and the whole, when he goes and meets, like, he has the round table with all the other Williams and James Delos. Obviously, that isn't real. What a great moment. I loved all of that. Um, And I particularly liked the fake out of like, well, they started it with him being really cynical and having this like really like powerful, like it was very Mr. Anderson talking to Morpheus. Yeah. You know, about like how there are a virus on the earth. (laughs) Like that was like very much the same speech. And then you see like his like, oh, I was an innocent kid with like an abusive father. Like you don't actually get to see what happens. And then they turn it all on its head. At the end, and you find out, actually, no, the dad was losing his mind because his son is a fucking psychopath, and he doesn't understand why, and he's, like, had it, and he's, like, losing his mind because his kid is just, like, inherently violent, but he he doesn't understand it. Yeah, yeah, this Baron Trump-looking kid, like, is just, you know, like, yeah, it's a whole discovery, like, he wants, William does not want to, like, admit that, like, he that there was anything wrong with him or that there was, there was no secret. And then then honestly there was no, he was just inherently a violent child and just like enjoyed it. And he repressed it, you know, for as long as he did. And that's why he needed the park to, you know, to live out these fantasies so that he did not live them out in real life. Right. Um, Which is, I feel like this is a big saying we, they're pro violent video games. This, this entire show is basically making this statement. About like we need violent video games in order to express um, our anytime we want to feel angry or anything like that we like we can we can channel that through those things instead of uh, I mean maybe um, I don't know if that's that's what, what Westworld is 
Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit. <laughs> it is a little bit. Um, I'll give you that to an extent. I'm just saying, like, people that blame, like, you know, gun violence on violent video games, that's, you know, it's wrong. Whereas... Oh, it's totally... It's total- I mean, a lot of the people that do that are, like, also, like, watching boxing and, like, MMA and stuff. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if you watch... If you watch actual sports where where people actually hurt each other, but you hate violent video games, you've got your priorities all fucked up. <laughs> uh, so you know there's there's a lot of of weird. I mean that is a, a much bigger conversation. We don't have time for it, but <laughs> um, there that's this is where that line came in about you know if if you can't tell if it's real or not, doesn't matter. Yeah, and this is when William like he he has to reconcile with who he is, and he looks around the room and he sees all these different paths and how he came to be where he is. And that's when he realized like, it doesn't matter what I've done. All that matters is who I am. And this is where he actually, I think now, and it, it makes me really wonder about what that scene with the forge foreshadowing was. Yeah. Um, because this feels like he's breaking his mold and that like, this would maybe like break his own loop for him because the thing that makes the host so significant is that they don't have a past. They have a present. They have access to everything all at once. Yeah. And now he's Rockstar. sort of had that. And now he's had that moment. Now he's had that moment that says, like, actually, who I am now is all that matters. And every choice I make from this point going forward is all that matters. It doesn't matter about the choices that left me to hear whether I made them or someone made them for me. He was like, and I know who I am. I'm the good guy in this story. And he kills all of his other versions of himself. Yeah. In a very, like, metaphorical, like, Darth Vader, like... Or uh, like very like Kylo Ren like oh Ben Solo like I've killed Kylo Ren you know like yeah. whatever way you want to look at it but I really like that I like because the idea that we go back to the very beginning when he chooses the white hat and now he's black hat guy and he's going back to the white hat is I think a big moment for his character and for the show yeah no it's great um, and now it's like uh, before we I, I guess uh, shout out to James Delos making a return always great <sighs> so good I would, still I think maybe my favorite episode of the series. If not, like, it's up there. It's in my top three. Yeah, like, everything with him is, like, great. I think he's just, like, that guy's such a great actor. And yeah, just his Scottishness. It's great. <laughs> um, it's great, yeah. So, the, yeah, so ending, you know, he is now putting back on the white hat. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be the good guy. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what is right. So now we're, the chessboard is being set up so that we have, you know, Dolores on one, on one corner Maeve on another corner, Ciroc in one corner, and William Man in Black another corner, and then in I don't know what corner, Caleb is also a, th- a fifth piece. I think that along with Bernard and and Bernard, yeah, and Bernard. Yeah. So we have we basically have six pieces now yeah. on the board are all kind of potentially facing off with one each other. Um, it's like Chinese checkers. Although now now that William and Bernard are together, yeah, um, I guess they're going to be together for the rest of the season. My my assumption is, um, yep. I, and the question is, what do they do? Because um, they don't ever. I don't think they've ever interacted before, right? This is the first time William has met Bernard that we've seen. Yeah, but and he didn't meet Arnold. He never met Arnold, right? Correct. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I am interested in to see what happens next. Very interested. Um, exciting. Very exciting. And by the way, if you watch the post show. For this one, they they show the CG of like the car blowing up and everything, yeah, and the makeup and everything. <laughs> oh my god, it looks even worse with like just the behind the scenes cameras than yeah. it does with the cinematic cameras. It looks so real and gross, like her charred skin. Yeah, uh, I like, I did like that. how they had a incredible. they had a stunt double 
and and the real one. Yeah. Um, I think they are going to have Tessa Thompson crawl out of the fire. Yeah, but like the way the the, the shot is, like the the body's already pretty far away from the fire, and like I like there, I, I understand they were yeah. being cautious, but I was like I was like, oh, did they only have Tessa Thompson just for close ups? Like that was it, and then. It must have been. They probably had the stunt double for any of the t- the shots where they had the real fire. Yeah, I thought that was and all then CG once fire. They though, were able to but, cut the real fire, yeah. um, or once they were able to get her far enough away from the car, which would be for all the close-ups at the end. That's probably when they just cut to the. It was still real fire and everything, but it was pre-recorded. That was just like in front of a green screen. I would assume at that point. Yeah, um, but it makes sense. It's probably not even a choice of Tessa Thompson. It's probably just the insurers that are like, "I'm sorry, she's an Avenger." Uh, you don't have the money to put her in flames. Yeah, or within five feet of them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I I remember like I listen to still entitled Adam Savage project, and he talks about how many things he's just not allowed to do because of like insurance on MythBusters. It's like he's he's not even in movies. He's on a Discovery TV show. Yeah. I can't imagine what what they would cost for them for to some get of these other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, unless you're like Tom Cruise, who's like actively the producer of his own Mission Impossible movies, he's the only one that's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) Yep. And he has one of those like weird stunt clauses where like he says if he dies, like they have to use that take. Yeah. (laughs) Which is insane. Be like, no one wants to see that. (laughs) I mean, that scene where like in the last movie where he like break, he rips his like ankle, like like, he would have died in that that scene. Uh That's the take they would have used. Yep. That's insane. Um, John, I thought it was a great episode. A lot of fun. Yeah. Very nice to have you back this week talking about it. Um, two episodes left. Find- two episodes left. Possibly in the whole series. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> John can be found at the John Murphy, right? Or yes. Is it G- Just the John. Okay. Murphy. The John Murphy. Uh, I am at Christian underscore humans. We are of course watch world. Um, thank you again for joining us and listening to us this week. We hope everyone out there is staying safe and staying clean, you know, washing your hands, uh, staying inside whether you're in a virtual world or a real one, you know? <laughs> yep. And John, do you have a quote for us to sign off? Well, if you can't tell the difference, does it even matter? Great. Thank you very much. Okay.